Please help me welcome J. Lauren Norris. I've been an early riser since, well, I guess since I was in the military because you kind of have to in the military. Basic training, they come rattling things through your bunk in the middle of the night or so it seems four or five o'clock in the morning. You learn to get up early. And when I was in the fire department, I used to sleep in such a way that I could hear the lights come on. But there were a lot of times that the lights would come on and we'd still have to grope around in the dark. And we even trained in the dark to find things that we knew were supposed to be there. We just didn't know where they were supposed to be. And I think the best leaders learn how to be competent leaders in the dark. That's what I want to talk about in this episode of Leading Leaders. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcasts, and I, I know there are a lot of ideologies about leadership. They're, they're all over the board. Some say, you know, leaders are there in the good times and the bad times. Some say leaders are, are really only there when things are going well, because that's, that's when, when a leader is there, things go well. That's not always true. When I think back to the scenes in Private Ryan, when they first realized that the lieutenant leading them in the battle was actually a dentist. He'd never been to war before. He, he was drafted just like everybody else. Some of these guys were Ohio farm boys. Some of these guys were laborers from the steel mills. But their lieutenant, the guy leading them to battle, he just happened to be the one with the degree that made him the officer, that made him the leader. And so the dentist led them into battle. He had no more idea about what was going on in war than anybody else. He had no idea what the grand scheme of things was, who was fighting and why, what the war was started over. Very little political knowledge or news knowledge, just, I'm a dentist. And I wonder how many leaders today are wandering around in the dark of their life, doing the best they can to lead, but realizing I'm way behind on what I need to know. I wonder how many other leaders, though, are unwilling to admit they're in the dark or unwilling to lead in the dark. They say when you're in boxing or any other kind of athletics that it's the road work that happens before the sun comes up that makes you prepared to win the championships. I saw a little clip on Facebook today of a guy 51 years old dribbling two basketballs back and forth between his legs. He's been doing this drill since he was six. They call him Pistol Pete. But the techniques that he used to dribble the ball then and practicing with all 10 fingers, one finger at a time to dribble and control the ball, that's not the kind of stuff you do in the middle of a game. That's not the kind of stuff you normally do in practice. In fact, most people wouldn't want to be watched doing it because as they're learning, it probably looks quite ridiculous. But it's the road work you do early in the morning. That's what leads you to the championship. It's that practice of the drills that you really don't want anybody else watching because it's going to be nasty the first few times. It's going to look sloppy. It's going to look uncoordinated. It's going to look like you have no idea what you're doing. And I think a lot of leadership is that way. But I also know that there are times that we're intentionally kept in the dark, perhaps by those that are leading us, companies that that have new plans and new ideas and new strategies and new structures and new tactics. And you can't just tell everybody about it until it's kind of implemented and underway and there's nothing you can do about it because 
if they all knew they might resist. We were making a presentation to funding teams many years ago. This has been, well, it's been close to 20 years now. But as we were making these presentations, we were, we called it our dog and pony show. We would travel around to the different places where we were looking for investors and, and we would set up and some of us would talk about budget and some would talk about distribution and some would talk about marketing and some would talk about the content. Yeah, this was for a newspaper back when the printed newspaper was a big, big deal. And we were working to launch a newspaper. And on the third or fourth day of these dog and pony shows, we had all gotten out of the van. We made our presentation. We finished our presentation. We ate lunch. We got back in the van. And as we were on the van, uh, on the way back to the main, main corporate offices, our CEO said, well, you guys did a great job today. I want to give you all a big hand. Thank you for all your effort. It was a job well done. Everybody was impressed. There were a lot of people who were really buying into the idea. But while I was on the phone, or while you were on the presentation stage, I was on the phone with the primary investor, and he's decided he doesn't want to do it quite like this. So we are going back to the corporate offices. We're going to cancel the rest of the dog and pony show, and we are going to start over with a new plan to do something entirely different. And I said to him later, when it was just the two of us, I said, when exactly did you know that we were doing the rest of this dog and pony show in vain? He said, does it really matter? I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, I want to know if I, if you knew that before I got up there, if I could have, you know, saved my time presenting all that and preparing all that because you already knew it was going to go nowhere. He said, well, let me ask you this question. If the chicken you had for lunch had been poisoned, would you want to know it halfway through the chicken or after you finished the whole thing? Because there is no antidote. I thought, I guess in that moment it was better to be left in the dark because at least I could make a presentation and not feel like a heel because in my understanding, I was being authentic. I was presenting myself the best way I knew how. I was presenting our project and the ideas and the numbers the best way I knew how. Everything I knew said, we're going forward with this 100%. You should jump in. You should be a part of it. Had I known that, I would have been lying. Sometimes the best leaders lead in the dark. Maybe that's getting up early before everybody else. Maybe it's wandering through the station in the dark of night because you know something that other people don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's making that presentation with everything you have in you to support the rest of the team, even when you know something they don't know. Maybe something's been hidden from you and you've got to operate not knowing what you don't know. Well, you've got to operate with your greatest level of integrity, your greatest level of authenticity. You've got to do what you know to be right, even if everything you know isn't everything there is to know. I don't want to call that blind faith, but I do want to call that trust. Blind faith would say, I, I trust you when I have no evidence that you've ever led me in the right direction. Trust says, I believe we're going in the right direction. In my authenticity and my integrity, I am moving in that direction. And if you know something I don't know, and there's a reason for not telling me, then I trust that you've made a good decision in your reason for not telling me. I'm going to do the best thing I know how anyway. I remember the first time they blacked out our masks, completely covered our air masks in the fire department training. 
And we had to crawl around in this maze to try to find a 200-pound Gumby and drag him out. And when we would find this Gumby, we had to backtrace every step that we'd made. Well, we would come in and put one hand on the wall, whether it's right hand or the left hand, usually the right hand. Put the right hand on the wall or the right shoulder on the wall. You follow the course of the wall until you come to a doorway. Then you go in that doorway and you continue to follow that path. Well, that means wherever you are when you're done, you put your left shoulder on the wall and you walk or crawl the same steps and you find yourself back out again. But when you hit that dummy with your left knee and you realize it's in the middle of a giant open room and by the time you get a hold of Gumby and start dragging Gumby out, you've lost contact with the wall. You don't know which way you're going. That's when you've got to trust the experience of the person you're being led by. Their experience to know where that wall is. Keep a foot on it. Draw a line from it with a rope. Put some kind of equipment there or tool there. Find something that keeps you anchored to that right side wall. Because you know you've got to get back to that anchor point. Put your left shoulder on that wall and follow it until you're safe. See, sometimes leading in the dark requires a, sec a special set of strategies, tactics. One thing you'll see the Navy SEALs and others do is memorize a location as quickly as possible. One drill that, that you might see is they'll open the door to a refrigerator or a cabinet or a pantry. They've got about 15 seconds and they close the door and they have to write a list of everything they saw. That's one thing when everything in the room is static. It's not moving. It's another thing when everything in the room is moving and each one is a potential hazard or helper. You've got to know who's hostile and who's not. But when you're moving around in the dark, what you saw in the light can be very, very beneficial. When you get a chance to survey the territory, to see the space before you're actually walking through it in the dark, it's very helpful. I don't know about you. I know I've walked from one room to another in the dark in my home. I've been an early riser since I got out of the military 30 years ago. And I have a pretty good sense of where things are. This morning, I tripped over a rug and then found the door was already open. I was able to locate the door jam completely dark, 5.15ish in the morning. I was able to locate the door jam with my right hand. But my body was turned a little bit because of tripping over the rug. And so my left hand couldn't find the edge of the door jam on the other side. Now, I know if I keep walking, I run into mom's desk or then I run into the kitchen island. But I've got to turn left where there's a black couch and a black bookshelf and make my way down a walkway to get to the first light switch in the room. And not having the orientation of the other side of the door jam, I was a little bit lost. Now, I knew I was. I I've seen this room in the dark. I've seen this room in the light. I've seen this room with a little bit of light. But that little bit of disorientation, just changing my body angle by 20%, made all the difference in the world of being able to get my bearings. And I'm going to tell you, as a leader, there are going to be times that you think you know where you are. You think you're in the same place you've been before, the same relationships, the same challenges, the same opportunities. You think it's all coming together just like it has before. You feel like you have a sense of I've been here before. I got this. Let me challenge you to say there are going to be times when you feel like you're right where you've been before. And you're not. It's different this time.
Things have been moved. You ever stumbled over a coffee table in the middle of the night? You didn't realize it was that far out on the floor or tripped over an ottoman that the dog moved because they were looking for their toy and so they pushed it out in the middle of the floor. It wasn't against the couch where it's supposed to be. Have you ever run into something in your business where one relationship has gone south three or four separations away from you? It's not even your relationship that went bad. You had nothing to do with it. But suddenly that vendor is not going to deliver on time. They've changed their source provider. I was listening in on a uh, corporate event where I provided the, the AV recently. And one of the guys said, you know, we're, we're changing our vendor. And it's good because now we own the vendor. The supplier will be part of our organization corporately overall, all over the country. That's a good thing. We have much better control. The bad thing is our corporate distribution now is 150 miles away. So we can't just run around the corner when we run out of something. We're going to have to go 150 miles, which means we've got to be much tighter on our inventory control system. We've got to be much better on our strategies. This decision wasn't made at his level. It was made above his level, way above his level. He doesn't even get any input into this. But he's already advising his teams when these things change, the way we do things now is going to have to change. It looks like what you've always done. It feels like you've been here before. But your inventory control system, the way we manage what we have in stock, is about to radically change. When you start talking about inventory numbers and how fast something goes when it goes on sale or when there's a special ad campaign to promote it, that's really hard to keep up with a new inventory management system from a greater distance. Those are the kind of things that a leader does in the dark. I don't know exactly. We haven't been here. We've never done this before. We've never done it like this before. We've never worked with this vendor before. We have some ideas of how it should work. But it's not going to be exactly the same. And at the same time that he realizes as a leader that he's in the dark, that this is a whole new course of things. It hasn't been like this before. There are other people in the system, other people he's leading, who in their mind's eye are already looking at this going, well, it's the same as before. We punch this button, we order this thing, that thing shows up and, and we're good to go. Yeah, but you don't understand all the inner workings that are going on behind it. You don't know what this is going to mean for pricing. You don't know what this is going to mean for how many pieces on hand. You, you don't know anything about that. And the leader has to be willing to lead in the dark. Even when everybody else thinks they've got it figured out. The leader's got to be willing to lead in the dark when there are people on the team who are hiding things from you. It's one thing at Christmas. You know, even mom and dad hide things from each other at Christmas. Even the best relationships. Because, well, it's a gift. You're not supposed to know about it just yet. But when the time comes, then it'll be yours to know. But for now, only I get to know what I bought you for Christmas. Until Christmas Day, then you can open it. But for now, you don't get to know. Not that you don't deserve to know. Not that you don't have a right to know. But there's a right time to know. And that right time, that, that changes everything. I think it was my 10th birthday that I was goofing around in my mom's bedroom and I dropped something off the bed. I think I was jumping on her bed and I dropped something that was on her headboard and rolled across the floor and into the closet. And I saw something I'd never seen before. A couple of boxes up on the shelf. 
with wrapping paper hanging out from under. They weren't wrapped boxes. They were just boxes. But I could see the product on the outside of the box. And I got so excited about what it was because I knew my birthday was coming. <clears throat> Something in my little brain said, go act it out. And when I started acting out what I saw in the box, it was bowling Yahtzee. Whatever that is, right? <clears throat> but I remember walking through the house, sliding around like I was bowling. Throwing the, the best pitch, throwing my hips, sliding my foot behind. Because we all were into bowling at the time. This was many, 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 many moons ago. But I only did it twice before my mother realized I was inspired by something I wasn't supposed to see. It was a gift, a gift whose giver had a secret for a reason. And my poking around in her closet destroyed that reason. It took away the surprise that she wanted me to have on my birthday when I opened the package. She took it back. <laughs> I never got it. Imagine yourself in a place where there are gifts, there are things in store for you, there are opportunities, relationships, businesses, that if you, if you let them wait their time, let all the things serendipitously come together so that when the time is right, when the opportunity is right, when the season is ready, you can move into it. Maybe you're not ready for the gift yet. Maybe the opportunity is there, but you got another thing or two to learn. And whether that's two days, two weeks, two months, two years, or two decades away, jumping into that gift before you're ready for it could destroy you, could destroy the gift, could hurt other people. If I give a bicycle to a one-year-old, they're very likely to get hurt, but they're not very likely to master that bicycle for a little while because they don't have the dexterity. They don't have the muscle strength. They don't have the height. You got to grow these things at the right pace. The, the gift giver needs to be wise enough to know what you're able to handle. But sometimes the opportunities in life, they come to you and they beg you, dive in now. And you forget, the best leaders lead in the dark. When you don't know what's next, when you don't know what's coming, when you don't know who's holding that gift just out of sight, that's when you lead. You lead when you don't know what's coming next. You lead when you don't know what the gift is. You lead when it's five in the morning and nobody else is up and you're still doing the right thing, doing the next right thing. That's when you lead. That's how you know when you walk from the light into the dark and from the dark into the light that we've been here before. I recognize this space. <clears throat> I can keep my right shoulder to the wall, but I know about halfway down there's a barn door which feels like a wall, and it doesn't open left or right. It doesn't swing. It slides. And when it slides, there's a giant room on the other side. See, these little things that you know because you've been there before. We used to do that a lot, especially when there was a remodel. On base, as firefighters, we would go and tour the building. What wall did they knock out? What elevator have they added? What new room have they added? What stairs have been uncovered or recovered in a different way? If we can't see where we're going in there, how do we navigate? Good leaders do the same thing. It's called research. It's called homework. Maybe it's opposition research. Maybe it's vendor research. Maybe it's consumer research. But if you haven't done your homework in the daylight, then in the dark, you're going to be lost. A good leader, the best leaders, they know how to lead in the dark. They've been preparing for this moment all along. They've been ready 
taking advantage of what they know in the light, bringing it into the dark with them, and also knowing you're going to learn things in the dark that you didn't know. You know, when people lose their eyesight, their hearing seems to be better. Their sense of smell seems to be better. They, they can't see what's going on, but they can interpret the world in a different way from what they hear, what they smell, what they feel. When you're in the dark, you'll learn things that the light hides from you. I know that sounds unusual, but if you've ever experienced that learning in the dark, you come back and the light is on, you're like, oh, now I understand that a whole lot better. The best leaders learn to lead in the dark. So get up early. Rise early and lead the day. Don't be led by the day. Rise early and do the road work. That's where championships are made. Get a head start on these things. When you're in the dark and you don't know what's coming next, lead then. If you're afraid that someone is hiding something from you, like a Christmas gift being kept away, lead anyway. And if you feel like you're the only one that knows what's going on and everybody else is in the dark, keep leading anyway. The best leaders lead in the dark. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast for Tell It Like It Is TV. Have a blessed day. Lauren is a master teacher on storytelling, and I learned so much. Um, I'm really going to have to sit down and go back through everything, and I think I might have to have some more coffees with Lauren, but uh, it was totally worth my time, and I really highly recommend it if you're looking to grow your ministry, grow your business, uh, grow your career. Uh, Lauren will serve you well. Thank you. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom.